Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Well, one of us is an actual father, none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What's going on? And uh, Trey, Stinky Fingers Jose blessed us with his presence on a Wednesday. Very rare occasion. Made it happen. Pulled some strings. Praise the Lord. Here. And I got some weird stars and sits today for you. Oh, yeah. coming back with a vengeance. Ready to hot. get weird. Uh, born weird, but you know, Big Irby pointed out that I've been missing my running backs a lot this week or a lot this year. So, um, <laughs> I did some weird shit this week just to try to reverse that. <laughs> He's shooting for the fences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm throwing for the goalpost or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's a saying. <laughs> but <laughs> neither is shooting for the fences. Yeah, it is. Like hitting swinging for the fences. For the fences. Oh, there it is. <laughs> we'll <See>? find it. <laughs> that's why I said it. We'll find it. I said that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh at the FF Fathers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, today, tonight, we are going over our starts and sits of the week, um, for week 11 as the playoffs are looming, gentlemen. I'll be in there. Maybe like five out of 10 leagues. I'll be there. (laughs) That's not bad, honestly. 50%. Yeah. Well, you're like 17. How many are you going to make? 17, bro. I fucking doubt it. (laughs) I got belief. Granted, 5 out of 10 is the literal definition of mediocre, but you know, whatever. Uh, That's fine. According to the the (laughs) analytics. (laughs) PFF came through and let me know that in my earpiece. How many are you in? I'm in seven leagues. How many are you going to make the playoffs in, Ty? At least oh. four. At least? Above okay. Above 50%. <laughs> yeah, well, you have an odd number. You can't make it in three and a half leagues, you son of a bitch. Yeah, see, you got to be smart. You got to think of the future when you're joining all these leagues <laughs> in the offseason. Uh, there's two traits I don't have. I'm not smart, and I do not plan for the future. So <laughs> but I can't play a little bit of fancy football. All right, well... uh at any rate, let's get into uh, some of the news and then get into these starts and sits. Um, we'll touch on a couple points here. The Cardinals have claimed running back Michael Carter off of waivers uh, per Adam Schefter earlier today. Not falling for that again. I mean, he's probably an upgrade over uh, Mr. Demarcado. And so, uh, <laughs> America, no. And so, I mean, it's from your term, house, dude. She get that, his name right. Hey, man, I don't, I don't claim him. That's totally a Hufflepuff name. Yeah, That's definitely, house, right? definitely a Hufflepuff name for sure. I, we've determined this. I would definitely be in the Ravenclaw <laughs> house. No, I, whoa. that's my house, dude. I already claimed. Yeah, it. yeah, you were definitely Hufflepuff. Trey was, jam. Trey was on the streets of Baltimore, Ravenclaw. Okay. Oh, I'll just try to earn his riff. 
We could always be Slytherin too, but don't even. No, 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 no. We we're not accepting you guys. You guys are out. It's a good. They have a good history, but don't get me started. Because I will <laughs> break it down, everybody. I'm a, I'm a hairy historian, dude. Anyways, for Michael Carter, he's going to be an upgrade for the backup situation. It's not like he's going to see a lot of touches, but it'll be a good way to spell James Conner. Yeah, I'm not too worried about James Conner. Uh, I have him in a couple leagues. Excited to get him back in the starting lineup. I think he'll be uh, just fine. Um, James Conner did have a big run in the end of last year. Uh, specifically through the playoffs as well. So I kind of expect the same uh, now that Kyler's back and this offense seems to be uh, much better. Um, I, yeah, I think James Conner comes back and has some big games here down the stretch. For sure. I mean, it was nice to see that in his first game back from injury, he did still get 16 carries. It's a pretty good workload for your first game back. Um, so... I would expect also that James Conner starts to really get it going and towards the se- in the second half of the season. Dude, I hope so. It's such a bad year for running backs. Maybe Bro, it's a bad just... year for fantasy. <laughs> it's got to be. Dude, I saw the top 10 rushing yard leaders for running backs, and we're 10 weeks in. The number one running back has 770 yards. Yeah, that's not good. Is, isn't that like... I saw that and I was like, that's fucking depressing. Josh Jacobs is third. And he was sucking like he was horrible for the first five, six, seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well guess who's number who's who's fifth in the league in rushing yards? Aaron Jones. Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um and honestly that James and I talked about it in another episode that uh you weren't able to be on. We were talking about how offenses in general so far this year have been way down um points are down yards are down and it's because of the shift in defensive philosophy for a lot of teams this year where they've gone away from the uh the cover one and cover three that became extremely popular um over the last few years uh because you saw teams like the legion of boom run it to such perfection but since then, everyone's going back to this more this the shell coverage, cover two and cover four, which makes it to where quarterbacks specifically are really having to find the open guy underneath and not and just not able to take a, get the big play down the field. And that's really what's coming down what's coming down to. You're just not getting the explosive plays we're used to seeing from offenses. Yeah, well, let's fix that shit because I'm sick of it. Well, the defenses made their their chess move and. Yeah. The offenses will counter back and then give it another probably just even till like next season and offenses are going to go crazy again. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting year for sure. Um also been an interesting year if you drafted T Higgins, he's out again uh for Thursday night football against the Ravens with a hamstring injury. So no T Higgins. Uh it's been a rough year if you drafted T Higgins. I think this will have an effect on Joe Burrow too going against a you know really tough defense without T Higgins um and you know just Jamar out there and Tyler Boyd there could be better options out there at quarterback than Joe Burrow uh this Thursday that's all I'm saying are you foreshadowing dude I might be 
Is it? Did I ruin it? I don't know. Are you accidentally foreshadowing? Because I don't think uh, you saw. I, I'm I'm going to dive into that game a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh. Okay. And what else we got? Oh, the uh, Deshaun Watson decided. You know what? I don't really want to play hurt uh, for two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. So I'm going to go ahead and sit out the rest of the season and get surgery. Uh, on his bro- broken bone and his throwing shoulder, I'm, I'm sure that hurts. But uh, he did play the rest of the game with it uh, last week and played decently well. Um, but he's out for the rest of the season, and the Bay- or the Browns are going with uh, the rookie DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, for now, and probably the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. We're also going to talk about that a little bit more in the episode. Right on. Pat Fryermuth, practice 21-day practice windows open. Uh, He's on track to play against the Browns on Sunday. And Bears QB Justin Fields expected to start Sunday against the Lions. He's missed the past month with that thumb injury. You throw in uh, Fields right back into your lineup? If you've been waiting for him to get back. I mean, depending on who you picked up off of waivers, probably. Uh, I, get, I would think the only guy that I would be willing to continue to sit him behind would be someone like Sam Howell, who they've, they're just throwing the ball so much. I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure he's the, actually the leader for your passing yards on the season. And he, he has to for over 300 yards in three straight games. So, and a much better matchup against the Giants. So there's a lot of reasons to go with Sam Howell if that's who you picked up uh, in the meantime. But there's a good chance that Justin Fields still gives you a higher ceiling than anybody you picked up off waivers while he was out. Yeah, Sam Howell is first in the league in pass completions. Also has the most pass attempts with 397. Uh, leads the league in passing yards and is fifth in passing touchdowns. Dude, 397 pass attempts in 10 weeks. Yeah. I I used to get bored in class, like during high school, and look at NFL stats. That's like, you know, back in the day before shit got, you know, everyone was passing all the time. That's literally quarterbacks, like end of season stats. 397 attempts on the year. He's thrown over 40 attempts in six of his last seven games. The second. Uh, or the the next closest guy is Josh Allen with 350 pass attempts. <laughs> so a whole game's worth of pass attempts above everyone else. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So yeah, I guess I would agree with your sentiment on that. Um, all right, let's get into the starts of the week. Uh, four teams on by this week: Atlanta Falcons. The Indianapolis Colts, the New England Patriots, and the New Orleans Saints all on by this week. Um, yeah, so yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> With those teams out, we'll be fine. Not as bad. You know, it sucks not having Bajan or Jonathan Taylor, uh, but it's better than past weeks for sure. At least you have to deal with the fact you're just like, should I even start Bajan? If you have a couple other good running backs, you have to deal with that question this week. Just start whoever you got. Yeah, well, they shit. did. They after did feed the ball week, more. After last week, I definitely would have started Bijan this week. Just assuming that he's going to get similar touches. 
but they did lose, so it's it's working in Arthur's favor right now. You know, Arthur Smith is probably gonna get fired, so he should use the shit out of <clears throat> B. John Robinson. All right, let's get right into the starts of the week. Uh, Tyler, you want to kick us off since uh, you decided to put yourself at the top of the top of the dock this week? It wasn't purposeful. <laughs> Your name was there, and then I actually just started filling it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, I t- honestly, I forgot to put the dock together until like 11 o'clock last night. I was like, oh, shit, I got to do this. So it was in a hurry. Anyways, the picks were not hurried. Just the setup was hurried. So everyone uh, knows. Yes. Beers. Still on point. Say it. Beers. That's what happened. Beers. <laughs> All right, guys. My star of the week. I'm going to go with Josh Dobbs against the Broncos. I uh, reluctantly and regretfully went against Josh Dobbs last week uh, playing up against Saints. And he, he killed me. He burned me badly. He had 25 points against a really good Saints defense. I won't be fooled again. I expect Dobbs, his magical season, his Cinderella season, as I said last week, to continue this week. Um, I know he's playing a more resurgent defense in in uh, Denver, who have actually combined to hold Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen to only 21.98 points total in the last two weeks. But Dobbs just has something, something special happening right now. And overall, I think that he will be able to expose them. Yeah, like a lot that. of You're momentum going deep, dude. A lot of a lot of momentum for that team right now. Um, and you know what? Josh Dobbs is playing well. So, dude, I wait like until Justin pick. Jefferson comes back. Like, if that connection hits, <laughs> was that a bomb? Was that a bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Sick drop. <laughs> You know what's like pretty wild is Josh Dobbs has 368 yards and five touchdowns rushing this year. You see it when you're watching yeah. the tape, but that might be really solidifies him as being a, a good fantasy quarterback. Sure. Whether it was on the Cardinals or the Vikings, you know he he has amassed all of that, and in the last four weeks, he has a touchdown every single game on the ground. We like that. Oh, yeah. We got. Do we have a new Josh running the ball? That's not Allen. I think so. Yeah, this guy's the opposite. He has no hair and he's not white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your start of the week, Trey, at quarterback? It's Uncle Rico. Uh, Hell this yeah! Week. <laughs> Hell yeah! See Baker that Mayfield. <laughs> I throw the football over those goddamn mountains, dude. But my quarterback start of the week is going to be Sam Howell versus the Giants. This might seem like some BS because he has quarterback three on the year so far. But what blows my mind is he's still only rostered in 73% of leagues. Like there are leagues where you can pick up Sam Howell right now as a quarterback off of waivers. Not many, but they do exist. 73% on Sleeper, which is the most competitive app in our minds, I think. But he's only being started in 43% of leagues. What is happening? I'm not sure what's going on. You got to start him. Now he's facing the Giants. They are literally like one of the worst pass defenses in the league. One of the worst teams in the league. So Sam Howell, you got to start him. And if you can pick him up, pick him up. Because apparently he's still available. 73%. 
Yeah. And then, honestly, the starting percentage is actually blows my mind even more. 43%. I mean, at this point, if you're not starting Sam Howell, it's just because you're scared. I understand that, you know, he's he was an unknown coming into the season. Who knows, you know, if the if that other foot might finally drop and he has a terrible game. And he's thrown a couple of them out there. But, I mean, his ceiling is huge right now. You're talking about a guy that's giving you 20 points in almost every single week. It's crazy, man. He he's absolutely fucking killing it. We already talked about it. Like most passing yards, most attempts. I think the commanders in general are just breaking records as far as how much they pass the ball. Gotta start him. I think it's easy money. Yeah, I I may or may not have a good uh receiver to go along with uh your your quarterback start of the week. So we'll see. Uh but foreshadowing. My, <laughs> My uh my quarterback start of the week and this one maybe starting to seem a little bit obvious but still I feel like he's not being started as much as he should be C J Stroud the rookie I mean at this point he's the number nine QB overall um and you know I think you should be starting him over guys like Lawrence uh Burrow Tua even um I would I would I would start C J Stroud over so. And definitely start him over, you know, guys like Russ, uh, Russell Wilson, who's been good in his own right as of late. Uh, but I just think there's something special here with CJ Stroud. 826 passing yards and seven touchdowns uh, in his last two games combined. Uh, his 291.8 passing yards per game this season leads the NFL. And that is the most by a rookie through the first. Um, nine games in NFL history um, gets the Cardinals this week. I think uh, it's a really good matchup for them. Uh, Cardinals have allowed the eighth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. You know, I think if you've, if you somehow acquired Stroud, maybe you drafted him late or picked him up off the waiver wires. I, I think he's getting into that unbenchable territory. Um, so yeah, CJ Stroud, I think another big week here for the rookie. And honestly, when Stroud versus Kyler could end up being a complete shootout. So there could be a ton of points scored in this game. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I was well. thinking about that when I was looking at this game. I was like, ooh, the, whatever the over is in this game, because I've been betting <laughs> like a degenerate on some football, I'm taking the over. I think two bad defenses, two good quarterbacks. Should be fun. All right, let's, sit oh, sit of the oh, week, let's Tyler. Take this over, let's take this over under real quick. I would, I'd be curious. Over under is forty eight and a half. Taking it, taking it. Oh, easily, yeah. I mean, we're talking like this game's gonna be like thirty twenty four, something like that. All right, pretty high over under. I don't care. I'm not scared. They know. Yeah, I think well, I, I take it be, too. I should be like forty eight points. I fucking hate Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they know these things, but those bastards, they're, they're good. Yeah, it's its pretty weird. Yeah, they sure are. Anyways, sit of the week for me is Baker Mayfield. Oh, there's Uncle Rico. <laughs> He's playing the Niners. And uh, listen, I mean, Baker's been on a tear over the last month. He's averaging over 18 points a game in his last four starts. Um, But he's playing the Niners. And... Last week, it looked like the Niners kind of got their mojo back. They held Trevor Lawrence and the Jags 
to only three points at 220 total yards. Absolutely smothered them. Um, I know they had a few bad weeks in the in the middle of the season there before they went into their bye week. But even with those poor weeks they had, they're still on the season only giving up 13.7 points per game to quarterbacks. I think Baker's just going to be in, in a super and are going to be in for a really long week. I think the only way I would consider having him in my lineup would be in a super flex league. Yeah. I, uh, in one of my leagues, I have Justin Fields. And when he went down, I was able to pick up uh, Baker Mayfield. It's a one quarterback league and baker's been great honestly uh but let's just say i'm i'm very happy to see justin fields coming back this week because i did not want to start him uh against the niners so i agree i'll just say this real quick baker mayfield uh according to you know what's going on on sleeper has repeatedly be the expectations of what they have for him Every single week, they project him around 13 points. And besides one week, he has, far, I guess, far exceeded that. Finished yep. around 18 points per game. But I'm with you on this week. The Niners defense, I'm not fucking with it. If you can pivot, you can. If you're like me, and that's the only quarterback you got left because everyone's injured, then you still got to roll with it. But not be excited about it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> tough. <laughs> All right, who's your sit at quarterback, Trey? I am sitting Joe Burrow versus oh. the Ravens. Foreshadowing <laughs> complete. We foreshadowed it, and the shadow's here. We told you the shadow was coming before the foreshadowed. The shadow was looming. The shadow was looming. Now it's here because we're going to talk about this game quite a bit as the episode goes on. It's playing the Ravens. Joe, um, everyone probably knows this by now. He had a, a slow start to the year. Took him a couple weeks to get going. He's been doing pretty damn good last five games. Twelve touchdowns. Um, from the numbers that I saw, he's definitely like you know top eight quarterback probably last five weeks. But now he's facing one of the stingiest defenses in the league when it comes to passing. Uh, when it comes to guarding receivers, they've only allowed seven touchdowns to quarterbacks in ten games. Two of those did come from Joe Burrow, I believe, in like week two or three. But I, I'm just not, I don't like it, man. Honestly, I, I would rather start. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Baker Mayfield over it. But <laughs> it, 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 it's to the point where I would like think about it for a second. If you have someone besides Joe Burrow, start them at quarterback. I don't like this. Their offense has been kind of dysfunctional. And between just having Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, I just don't see this offense doing too much against the Ravens. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. And traditionally, NFC North or AFC North games tend to be low-scoring. So I, I just don't like Joe Burrow this week. I feel you on that. Would you start uh, Russell Wilson over Joe Burrow? Who's Russ playing this week? Minnesota. Oh, that's a... That's a tough one, too. He's probably going to get his ass whooped on. Mm. At this point, they're kind of equal to me as far as like their matchups. I, I take a a flyer on Russ this week. He's been doing good lately. All right. All right. Uh, Sam Howell, obviously, I think we'd all start him over Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Well, obviously. CJ Stroud. Yeah. 
to uh yeah Gino oh, Smith yeah. mm. you're the Seahawks fan let us know I know Gino he's coming off probably his best game of the season they're playing in LA this week against the Rams that one's a a toss-up honestly um I think I like the ceiling of Joe Burrow still more, even though he's playing a great defense. Um, he no T Higgins. Yeah, they have Tyler Boyd though. I mean, he's not as good as T Higgins, but he's not like he's probably a better third receiver than almost every other roster has. Uh, Hunter Renfro, but that's a different day, different discussion. Yeah, we're not talking about three years ago, bro. Fuck you! It was a bad quarterback start. <laughs> coaching situation but anyways yeah what has he done in the last two weeks nothing that's right okay (laughs) coaching change he hasn't done anything all season i know but you wanted to blame it on the coaching they changed coaches and nothing has changed yeah good point uh who's your (laughs) who's your running back start of the week (laughs) well let's uh first do my sit at quarterback it's gonna be trevor lawrence Trevor Lawrence, I don't care who he's playing. Uh, actually, he's playing the Titans this week, but uh, he's reached uh, 18 fantasy points once all season. He's consistently scored fewer than 15. I uh, ranked 17th in yards, 22nd in touchdowns, 28th in EPA per dropback. He has completed just 55% of his passes against man coverage, and the Titans run man at an above average rate. Um, I was high on, on Trevor Lawrence coming into this season, especially with Calvin Ridley. I thought, uh, you know, and, and the coaching changes that happened there, I thought, you know, we would get more consistent fantasy production out of this offense in the passing game, but it just, it just hasn't happened. Obviously they got their ass kicked last week, uh, by the Niners. And I just think there's, you know, with some of these quarterbacks that have, kind of come through and, and been consistent producers. I think uh, there's enough out there to be able to sit Trevor Lawrence. So uh, in one league specifically that I have Trevor Lawrence and CJ Stroud, I'm starting CJ Stroud over Lawrence this week. So um, I would suggest, you know, if, if you have the ability to pivot, I would, I would pivot till we see something different, but it's just killing your fantasy teams right now, relying on Trevor Lawrence and honestly Calvin Ridley as well. Yeah, Calvin's a sad note. By the way, I I am surprised this has happened, but Travis Etienne right now is the number three running back in he, fantasy. Yeah, he's killing it. Yep, and I feel like he's not being talked about at all. Yeah, I had no idea. Number three. Yeah, like I feel like we've I feel like we've haven't said his name probably once on any of our podcasts all year. And anything I ever watch, he's never being talked about. Yeah, to me, I mean, I feel like he's just been a must start since the beginning of the season. So that's why I haven't really, you know, put him on any of these lists. because uh, we kind of look for guys that are a little bit more questionable, but yeah. Uh yeah, he's been an absolute stud, so but I mean, and that's that's for us. But I'm talking about even any other fancy shows when they're talking about you know the top guys, whatever, because they go over more. We, we you know kind of limit ourselves to to finding some gems every week, right? But I feel like on shows that go over 
basically anything and everything there could be to do with fans football. I'm still not hearing his name brought up. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. All right, who's your uh, start of the week at running back, Tyler? Please, for the love of God, get Aaron Jones more involved in this game plan. Stop <laughs> making Jordan Love be the savior for this offense. With that being yeah. said, I am starting Aaron Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't honestly, know, man. I I don't know what to say at this point with with this Packers offense. I just I don't know. I don't want to start any of them, really. I mean, I know. maybe Aaron Jones, but it. Anyways, it's terrible. Continue. L- listen, yeah. I mean, and honestly, he's been such a huge disappointment. If you take, he had that huge week one where he scored like twenty five points. You remove that from his games this year he's averaging less than 10 points a game which is is terrible like i mean it, there's no way around that but i'm gonna give it one more one more go with, with aaron jones he d- gets to play the charges this week it's every running backs get right defense i don't know what's going on with the chargers they have so much talent on the defense side of the ball but they give up so many points they have the six most points given up to running backs on the season and they've given up the fourth most receiving yards to running backs as well in the year. And I think that's where Jones will do most of his damage. He's even from coming back from his injury, he's still seen that seen a minimum of five targets in every single game. And I think that's the receiving work that puts Aaron Jones's uh, floor from being strong in this game to being great in this game. Yeah. You know, what's funny about that is the chargers head coach was hired to as a supposedly a defensive guru like that's that's why he was hired he was a defensive specialist and they have been terrible on defense ever since he i mean how how are you terrible when you have guys like joey bosa who i know is hurt a lot but when he's on the field like he should make a difference he does like cleo mack you have Derwin James at, at safety. They have solid running uh, linebackers. They brought in J.C. Jackson as a big old free agent acquisition last offseason and gave him you know, $85 million and then shipped him away this year. Like, yeah. There's something with Staley's coaching or philosophy, strategy, I don't know what it is, where he just can't get it done. At this point, honestly, it's not just the defense. This entire team is way too talented to be playing so poorly. He needs to be gone. He's an yeah. idiot. I heard his coaching style was a little stale. <laughs> so, bit of a stale back. approach. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one. back. <laughs> it, took, it took 11 weeks. I'm here. We got puns. Who's your Who's your start of the week at running back, Mr. Pun? Just call me the Punisher, dude. <laughs> uh, my running back start of the week is going to be... Yeah, yeah. Call me Lil Pun. <laughs> that fits stinky. better for 2023. A little stinky yeah, pun. Little, little stink, I got some stinky puns for you. <laughs> um, my my running back Charlie Luis will be Raheem Mostert versus the Raiders. I regret to do it, but yeah, the Raiders are very susceptible on the ground, giving up over 110 yards per game and four and a half yards per carry to running backs. And Miami already has a dangerous run game. This is easy to me. I just not much more to say, really. He's gonna do very good. I hope I, uh, one Devon H. Han does play and does really well as well. 
Well, I think that'll still be like easing him back. So that's why I went with Mostert. I was thinking about that, and I was like, should I just take a flyer on you know Devon eight? A-chan? The thing with Achan is he's doesn't need a whole lot of touches to have a a big day. Like he could have three carries for eighty five yards and a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, legitimately. So Trace is trying to up his numbers by uh, picking the number two fantasy <laughs> running back right now. <laughs> I I can't. Who leads? Who leads the league in rushing touchdowns? Yeah, it was a little bit of a cop out, but I got the I gotta get the numbers right, dude. So I feel like this this one only counts towards Trey's a uh, good total if he comes in as the RB one this week. Oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> I, I hardly ever do a little cop out on these, but running backs are hard this week, and that's I, I really like him. I think he might have a fucking incredible game. Uh, I'm going with a guy at the start of the week at running back that you might be, uh, you might be losing faith on pretty quickly. Um, right now he is the running back 23 overall in half PPR leagues. Uh, but Tony Pollard has been killing your fantasy teams after drafting him in somewhere in the second round, probably, uh, he's been bad. And we saw Rico Dowdle uh, come in last week, get it, get some good run, average like 6.3 yards per carry, score a touchdown. Um, we saw pretty much everybody on the Dallas Cowboys offense score a touchdown besides Tony Pollard. Pollard. So uh, it's been it's been rough going uh, if you're relying on on Tony Pollard. And I imagine there's a lot of folks out there that are questioning whether they should start them or not. I'm one of those people. Um, but I am going to go ahead and go with Tony for one more week. Uh, if he doesn't get it done this week, then you gotta, you gotta move somewhere else. Uh, but Carolina has allowed the fifth most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns and the fourth most receiving touchdowns to running backs, uh, this year. Uh, overall, the Panthers have given up the second most fantasy points per game, uh, per game to offenses. Um, yeah, if if Pollard doesn't hit here, uh, then we have some some real serious conversations to have about being able to start him the rest of the season. But uh, you know, on any note, I think it'll be interesting to see how the split goes forward. I think. Dowdle is going to be more involved consistently, uh, but maybe that will allow Pollard to not have to carry the entire load and save his legs a little bit for, you know, making those explosive plays that we came accustomed to last year and we're expecting more of this year. We just haven't got that. But uh, I'm giving Pollard one more week. I swear he's got to be like dealing with something like that after effects of of that leg fracture <clears throat> yeah i think um, so because he's not he doesn't seem as explosive but also his carries became extremely limited after the first few games of the year so uh pretty modest in week one when they destroyed the giants only had 14 carries but didn't need him to carry long, any more than that but then the next two weeks he had 25 and 23 carries and no more than 15 since then i feel like he's probably hurting a little bit and they're just trying to not you know, put too much stress on that leg by overworking him, which if that's the case, it kind of feels like this is what we're going to see from him the rest of the season. 
Yeah. Which would be disappointing for sure. But uh, I'm holding out faith one more week. All right. Well, you and I are in the same boat then because I'm holding out faith for one more week with Aaron Jones as well. So, Trey, you holding out faith for one more week for your start of the week? Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys actually reached on your running backs. Oh, man. I, I always, that's what we're trying to do on the episode. I had one that's not really a reach, but it's going to be a for sure banger. So, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Sam Howell's big, big reach as well. Let's just going to throw that out there. No, I mainly did that <laughs> just because. His roster percentage and his start percentage is wild. No, when I, have we ever been this deep in this season? I know. <laughs> I get you, man. Uh, it's no, it's fun pissed, to pile it on. No, 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 no. <laughs> clocking out, dude, right now. Uh, hard. All right. All right. Sit <laughs> of the week. My, my sit of the week at running back. It's going to be Brees Hall against the Bills. Uh, Hall has been really the only bright spot on the uh, Jets offense all season. And I know he actually had 127 yards against the Bills back in week one, but 83 of those yards came on a single play. And so obviously you do that quick math. That's only 44 yards the rest of the game. The Bills defense, even though they're dealing with a ton of injuries, is still a pretty damn good defense. And so I just expect as much as they're going to want to give Brees Hall the ball and let him do everything he can to keep his offense moving forward. He's just not going to work very well against this defense. Yeah, that defense is very. I think they're number one against running backs, right on the year. Um, they've dropped some since. I mean, they they had a huge loss with Matt Milano, uh, going down with a uh, with the torn ACL. He's an All Pro linebacker, uh, one of the best in the game. So since. He's gone down. They've dropped some. Um, they are currently, though, still the eleventh hardest against running backs so far. Ooh, eleventh toughest, hardest sounds really weird to say. Toughest, toughest is probably better. The, 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 the most hardest tough guys. In the league. <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa! <laughs> you want to play against those guys? You ever get tackled? Feel like you're getting stabbed. Don't, don't get tackled by those guys. <laughs> yeah. The bottom of the pile. I just all these pressure points. It was weird. All right. It was your sit of the week at running back, Trey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the entire Chicago <laughs> running back room. Had to think about it. I, well, I was on a different, yeah, I was doing uh, different pages on my laptop here. But yeah, the entire Chicago running back room against the Lions. None of them, I don't trust any of them. Deontay Foreman, Rashawn Johnson, Khalil Herbert, none of them. First of all, the none fact that I have to name three running backs on a team should let you know that. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell you who they're playing against. There's three guys you got to worry about getting points. But they're playing in Detroit. Super stingy run defense. And they've only allowed five touchdowns total on the year to running backs. And we're talking total. That's rushing and receiving touchdowns. And if I remember right, it's five rushing touchdowns and none through the air. One of the best running back defenses in the league, Detroit Lions. And it's a little uh, division matchup. So 
especially be a hard-fought, low-scoring game. And between these three running backs, I, I don't expect anything start-worthy from any of them. Yeah, and honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think a lot of people are hoping that Khalil Herbert was going to come back and take the reins with his backfield. Um, but I know the Bears announced today that they don't plan on using an RB1 per se. All three guys will get usage, and it could be pretty even. So that's just going to make it where this backfield is impossible to start the rest of the season. Fucking brilliant news as a fantasy football player. I love it. And another one down. <laughs> All right. Uh, my sit of the week at running back is going to be Rashad White, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. Uh, he's been hot as of late, and so I'm sure some people are, are plugging him in as kind of a must-start. He's averaged 19.9 fantasy points per game in the last month with at least 15 points in each of those games uh, in full PPR. He's been touted as someone you must start kind of moving forward, but I'm not so sure about that. He's playing against the Niners this week, and in my opinion, a little bit matchup dependent. Uh, some of the the games he's had as of late have been against weaker run defenses, uh, and the Niners are one of the worst running back matchups. They've allowed the third fewest rushing yards and ninth fewest uh, fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, last week, they shut down the guy we were just all touting, Travis Etienne, uh, shut him down completely as as well as the entire uh, Jacksonville offense. But uh, you know, Etienne's kind of been the lone bright spot that's been consistent in that offense. Um, and yeah, he got shut down. So I, I get it um, with the landscape with Jonathan Taylor out, Bajan Robinson out. You might be forced to start uh, Rashad White, but um, you know I would also wouldn't start him over guys like Tony Pollard if you're sick of Tony Pollard shit or Saquon who's been disappointing as well. Um, you know I would still who's start that? those uh, suck on. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh so now yeah, i know I'm, I'm sitting rashad white yeah no that makes sense honestly i'm surprised he's the rb11 on the season he hasn't rushed for more than 73 yards in any game he's getting a pretty good usage in the in the receiving game um especially recently he's got quite a few yards that way but i mean if you watch the the tape or just the highlight of his receiving touchdown it's tennessee last week it was, a, it was a long, long play, long touchdown, but God, he looks slow. Mm-hmm. Like he just doesn't seem like a guy who could ever have a great career in the NFL. He just doesn't seem fast enough. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a thought that I saw. It's like, it's like, man, how is no one catching him? He looks slow as hell. Yeah, I, I agree. I concur. Dude, that, that just goes to show how bad it is this year. Uh, for fantasy scoring in general, like you were saying, Big Irby, yeah, he hasn't passed 100 yards one time. He has three touchdowns, number 11. Like, is that... Can we not have anything good in our generation, dude? Like, what's that, going that definitely, on here? That definitely screams, like, borderline RB2 numbers in the last couple of years, and this year he's a top 12 guy. It's crazy. Oh, dude, five years ago, this guy, you might put him in your flex. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. This is bullshit. This is like the fifth recession we're dealing with in our lifetime, and now we can't have a running back. Like, <laughs> what? 
This is bullshit, dude. I think it's time we take all the twisted teas, pour them in the harbor, or whatever the Patriots did. <laughs> yeah, dude, the old tea party. <laughs> just take it, to, take it to the 2023. Take it to the modern era. <laughs> just any kind of herb. I don't care. I'm pouring coriander into the creek, dude. I'm like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> coriander. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Let's see if they give a shit about this, huh? The coriander yeah. in the creek. Yeah, fuck them, dude. <laughs> How you like that? Yeah, come across the ocean and suck this dick. Everybody, <laughs> I love it. Well, Jai Ping was just here in a uh, good old San Francisco, so he was asking where you're at. Who's like an NBA player? That's the goddamn uh, Chinese dictator. I don't recognize that shit, dude. I'll pour out, I'll throw wontons at the nearest maple tree or whatever kind of trees they have. I don't know. That's Canada. Give a shit, dude. <laughs> Flush the chow mein down the fucking toilet and use the bidet. You know what I'm saying? Just for fun. <laughs> wow, man. Trey, you're you're just like throwing words together at this point to make you sick. That's fire, though. That's fire. It was. No, it was awesome. Honestly, throwing coriander into the creek might be the best line I've heard all year. <laughs> right, we're dumping spices, aren't we? We're just <laughs> we need a water source, we need a spice. Perfect. I love it. And a revolution <laughs> happens. That's that's what I learned in the school. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yep. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, anyway, find me. Find me at Costco buying a bunch of coriander. Grab your guns, dude, because the fucking revolution's starting, dude. Just a, a pallet of coriander and twisted tea. Yeah. I'm just looking at everybody. Grab your gun. <laughs> Grab your gun. Oh, shit. All right, your start of the week, Tyler, at receiver. Yeah. Now, stay with me here. This is going to sound a little weird. But I'm actually going to start Garrett Wilson against the Bills, who I just said to sit Brees Hall against. I know. Sounds crazy. Sounds sounds a little weird, right? Yeah, Get out there. Dumb as everything, everything, <laughs> everything I said about the Bills still applies. Like, they're a great defense. But Garrett Wilson is just getting too much usage to sit him. He's seen at least 12 targets in the last four games. He's basically the only guy Zach Wilson has thrown him the ball. So. It's just more too much usage to have him sit even against a tough defense, and it, and you can basically take that that much usage will take care of the errant throws that Zach Wilson will throw him. Well, go you know he throws a few a game towards him where it's just uncatchable. Um, so even though tough matchup, terrible quarterback, he's getting way too many targets to to have him in in on your bench. Man, I can't speak apparently. I apparently. Forgot how to speak English in this entire segment. You, you, what you gotta say? Just say coriander in the creek like five times. They'll get your tongue right. Coriander in the creek. 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 Oh, slow down. If you say it more times, you're gonna start a revolution. So just <laughs> slow down. No, you're right. I'm back yeah, in, we, man. I'm locked in now. You're right. We heard, we heard it on a podcast, um, and now I'm at the Capitol. I don't know what's happening. Coriander Crick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
I was going to say this about Garrett Wilson, though. Um, obviously, we drafted him with way higher expectations, but he's not doing bad with with uh, Aaron Rodgers not being his quarterback. Number 21 on the year. So, yeah, you drafted him high, probably, you know, second, third round. Not the biggest fall off you could, you know, you could eat this year fantasy wise. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on pace to match what he did last year, right? So that's good considering the fact that he lost somebody who I thought at the beginning of the season was going to be in the MVP conversation before the injury happened. Dude, he's almost on pace for 200 targets. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe the people over there on the East Coast should just throw, uh, throw Mac Jones and uh, Zach Wilson in the creek instead of Coriander and <laughs> see if that helps. Yeah, just grab all the fancy players you don't like. We're gonna get them all together. We're gonna throw them in a body of water, here as <laughs> possible. Maybe it's your neighbor's pool, and we're yeah, we're gonna turn all this shit around. Yeah. Hey, real quick, because you brought Mac Jones. Um, it seems like Bailey Zappi is gonna be the starter the rest of the season. They haven't announced anything yet. They're on their bye week, Great. but it was announced today that he that Mac Jones has completely lost a locker room. No one has faith in him at all, um, at least on the oh, player shit. side of things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not surprising, but the fact that it's gotten to the point where it's now being reported that way, so I mean, shit's getting leaked out of the Patriots locker room, which is rare under Bill Belichick. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Bailey Zappi's team for you know the rest of this season for sure. That's some bullshit, I think, dude. Uh, yeah, you sign with the Patriots, seeing some Patriots shit's going to happen, and he's playing like shit but not horribly there are way worse quarterbacks getting starts in the league mm, Is there? i don't know about that <laughs> have you watched him play i pretty, I, pretty bad I, I have seen it but dude it's like okay maybe i let me retract a little bit after two years of seeing this shit in a row i guess yeah it's he certainly seemed he's significantly regressed from his rookie year and this year seems worse than last year so i mean yeah, it's bad. Yep, I I retract most of what I said. <laughs> but, <laughs> All um, right, let's move on. Welcome. My uh my start of the week at receiver is gonna be scary Terry McLaurin. Um hey number one receivers have beat up against the Giants uh for most of the season. Aside from CeeDee Lamb in week one and Devontae Adams in week nine, the number one receiver against the Giants. Uh, Marquise Holloway-Brown in Week 2, Debo Samuel in Week 3, DK Metcalf in Week 4, Tyreek Hill in Week 5, Stephon Diggs in Week 6, Terry McLaurin in Week 7, Garrett Wilson in Week 8, and Lamb in Week 10 have either caught a touchdown or gained at least 90 uh, receiving yards. Seven of those receivers scored at least 15 PPR fantasy points, including Terry McLaurin in Week 7 who had six catches for 90 yards on nine targets. Uh, he's um, Terry McLaurin has scored at least 13 uh, PPR points in five games in a row against the Giants as well over the course of their history. And so, yeah, Terry McLaurin, I think, is a must-start uh, this week against the Giants. I mean, I knew the Giants' defense was bad, but god damn. Like, mm-hmm. They've let the number mm-hmm. one receiver go mm-hmm. off for everybody they've played. That's yes. ridiculous. They can't lock down nobody. Nobodies. 
Nobody. They ain't catching no bodies, including uh, the scary one. So, uh, yeah. Terry McLaurin for Showley should be starting. Oh, you skipped me. I'm my wide receiver start, dude. Oh, I did? You guys are taking too fucking long. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll do mine real quick, okay? Uh, Debo Samuel versus the Buccaneers. Um, I'm going out on a limb saying Debo fully bounces back this week uh, since he's been injured. And he gets back to his previous form, which is, you know, eight plus targets and a good usage in the offense. And Tampa Bay is one of the worst defenses against wide receivers, allowing almost 200 yards per game to the position. I believe Debo bounces back this week. He's been on the uptick anyways, and this should be the uptick. Good week. <laughs> the the up. Um, what? He's been on what? A- that's a Freudian slip for you, dude. That's, a, that's just you just hearing that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Freudian? Let's review the tape. That's what I said. Freud, Fro, Fro, Freudian. 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 Dude, I, I've only read it in books. No one said it out loud to me. I know what you're talking about. Okay. The, okay, a Freudian slip. Yeah, James heard up dick. I heard, or I said uptick. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Debo's back this week. Fuck you guys. That's who I choose. Uh, yeah, he's seen a good uptick there for sure. <laughs> I swear I didn't say that, and I will see that in editing. I'm checking it. <laughs> he's uh, making a note right now. He's gonna cut that part out. It was a soft T uptick. That's soft T. How do you know what I'm saying? Sounds How do like you know a soft D, dude. It's an object. Like you. How else am I supposed to say that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Em- emphasize the T, I guess. Uh, Tyler, sit of the week at uh, at at receiver. Somebody on a down dick. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with our. Uh... Good old Puka Chew, Puka Nakua, the return of of Cooper Cup. Um, you know he it limited his targets, which we all expected. What I am surprised by is his lack of catching the targets he is getting. He's only caught six of his last four of the fourteen targets he's had in the last two games, and he is facing the uh, Seahawks defense, which he tore up in Week One, but is vastly improved from that game and there's nowhere on the field he's gonna be able to hide without having an elite cornerback option on him and Devin Witherspoon or Requillen. So I see Puka having another uh rough game this week. Even with Stafford back. Even with Stafford back. I still have you still have to I think be a little worried about Stafford being able to grip the ball a hundred percent here. And so he's probably gonna have some balls that come out of his hand um, very off target because he's not getting full grip on the ball. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, I want to start Puka so bad, though. I know. But, I mean, his last few weeks have been a little rough. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll do my sit of the week at receiver. It's going to be Amari Pooper. Um, oh, the Pooper I'll- Scooper. I'll keep it short and sweet there at the old Pooper Scooper, Mari Cooper. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's out. DTR is in. Uh, they played one game together this year in week four. It was against Baltimore, but it was ugly. Mari Cooper only had one catch for 16 yards on six targets. 
Um, you know, I think with time, maybe DTR can improve. He is still just a rookie with some upside, but uh, I'm not going to trust it this week. And I would not force Amari Cooper into your lineup. Um, you have, hopefully have to have another option if if you're legitimately in the running for, for the playoffs. So uh, Amari Cooper, it's my sit of the week at receiver. Trey, who's yours? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one for you because uh, DTR, whatever you call him, last time he played three interceptions, no touchdowns. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, my sit of the week, <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> foreshadowing foreshadowing continues. It's strong it's in this episode. episode. Uh, Tyler Boyd versus the Ravens. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I'm doubling down. I don't like Joe Burrow. I don't like Tyler Boyd. This I Ravens think offense for all Tylers in, in, that are listening. Tyler, oh, yeah, this is Tyler's Boyd. It's your Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you never actually chosen before, but well, honestly, uh, since we've been doing the podcast, he's been the receiver yeah, three there, so it's kind of tough to choose him, right? And things have kind of changed because you know what was it? Uh, he had a huge game last week, twelve targets, but I, it's not sustainable, especially against the Ravens defense. And this defense has only allowed five touchdowns to wide receivers on the season so far. And if I had to bet between you know. Uh, Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase getting this unlikely touchdown for as a receiver, probably going to be Jamar Chase. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I don't like Joe Burrow. Can't do it this week. Defense is too stingy. AFC North matchup, like I said, low scoring. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying. All right. Tyler, start of the week at tight end. Yeah, so... uh Going back to this Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, I'm actually going to have David Njoku as my start of the week. I know that's a tough call with the news of Deshaun Watson going out and DTR getting the start. Idiot. Uh, but <laughs> but in that game that you uh, spoke of, and his DTR's only start against the Ravens, the, one of the bright spots of that game was David Njoku. He had seven targets, mm-hmm. caught six of them. And so, obviously, I was against a better defense in the Ravens than he's playing this week in, in the Steelers. But we all know rookie quarterbacks are known to favor the middle of the field where Njoku makes – that's where he makes his money. That's why he's a tight end in the league, right? And so, he's going to be the one bright spot in the passing game for Cleveland this week, and he's going to finish as a top-10 tight end. Calling it. Uh, I heard he's got a little, you know, pep in his step and uh, snorting that coriander. He's on the uptick. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't joke you about this, okay? It's on the up and up. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, my start of the week at tight end is going to be Trey's McBride. Hey. What? Is yeah, a- dude. He's you're wifing him up. He's got one. He's you're got wifing one. him up, dude. You have one? Yeah, Trey's McBride, dude. This is a ring the wedding bells. Uh, because they we're, we're having a wedding. You know, uh, I'm already in, dude. Do you have them in your league? I'll, I'll trade CMC for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week, nine targets, eight receptions, 131 yards, and 17.1 fantasy points. Uh, with Kyler's uh debut this season. Um, uh, in the last three game stretch, 
Trey's McBride has set the franchise record for catches in a game by a tight end, which was 10, and also posted 131 yards, the most by an Arizona tight end since the 1970 season. Uh, these three game, this three game stretch just happened to be the three games that he's played without, uh, without Zach Ertz. Um, I think the team has made it a point, made a shift to make Trey McBride a vocal point of this offense and a key cog, uh, in their, in their offensive strategy. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, the usage continues. He is a tight end that's emerging, and he's talented. Um, so, yeah, Trey's McBride, I think, is a good start almost every week. God, I'm loving this. I just love hearing my name so much in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not stinky fingers. I just keep hearing my name. I'm like, well, me? I'm like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, who's McBride. Trey? Who's Trey? Uh, which one is it? Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. All right, who's your start at tight end? Who, me? Is it my turn? Yeah. Yes, Nicole. Ah, <laughs> it's Trey's McBride to you, sir. <laughs> Changing my name. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I'm going to start Cole Komet versus the Lions. And he did start a little slow with, you know, Bajant as quarterback, Tyler Bajant, Bajant, whatever. But over the last three weeks, uh, things solidified within this offense with him using a backup quarterback. And he uh, has finished as a top 12 tight end in the last three weeks with 25 targets. Now Justin Fields is back. And I believe Cole Komet will still be pretty involved in this offense. And the Lions are pretty stingy to uh, pretty stingy, uh, pretty stingy to the Lions on paper. They've only allowed four touchdowns on the year, but they've really only played two good tight ends, in my opinion. We're looking at the you know their uh, schedule and who they have played, and uh, the four touchdowns they have allowed have been three of those touchdowns have been to Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. So I think Cole Komet. Doesn't really fall into that category, but I think he's worthy of being put into a touchdown category for this week. I think he'll be good for it. So I like Cole Komet. All right. All right. Uh, Trey, or Tyler, City of the Week at tight end. <laughs> no, Trey, go back to back. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I will. Do you want to? Is go ahead. Oh, it's Trey's McBride to you, dude. All right, what's First Trey's McBride sit of the week at Trey's McBride's position? Yeah, this is a total of 180, and this might be kind of a dumb one, but uh, it's Michael Mayer versus the Dolphins. Raiders tight end. He has been getting majority snap percentage in the last three weeks, 90-plus percent you know, percentage, and did catch a spectacular spectacular emphasis on spectacular touchdown last week mossing the shit out of the guy that was guarding him but i'm still not going to start him so in case you're one of the few people that's looking for a tight end and you saw that he had that great catch you saw it on espn or whatever he's obviously available in most leagues only rostered in like 18 percent or something like that i'm still holding back and just the fact that he's on the field all the time i'm not going to do it 
90 plus percent of snaps, still only has nine targets in three weeks. So don't be fooled by all that. Don't get Michael Mayer on your team and start him. Maybe get him on your team, but don't start him. Uh, no one is. Don't worry. Uh, Tyler. Some people like tight ends, dude. Okay. <laughs> they like good tight ends. Yeah. You like loose ends. That's cool, dude. Whatever. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. My still the week at tight end is going to be Jake Ferguson against the Panthers. Uh, Ferguson was actually a sit for me last week, and it would have hit spectacularly, as Trey would say it, or as Trey's McBride would say it. But he was able to sneak his way into the end zone. But if, that's, if you take that touchdown off the board, he only had four. You would have only had four fantasy points. So I still feel good about picking him again this week against the Panthers, who are giving up less than eight points a game to the position. So once again, Ferguson's only shot of being even a decent start for you this week would be him finding the end zone. That's unlikely happening because we know how few and far between uh, touchdowns can be. Ferguson should be on the bench. You're not getting all Fergalicious definitions make them boys go jealous. That's no. No. Um, I am going to avoid that. Oh, that's on avoid the dick. Fer- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid Ferguson like everyone should avoid dude. listening to <laughs> Fergie do the national anthem. All right. Why are we down? Are we bad mathing Fergie right now, dude? What? Yes. Yes, I wasn't. Right. I was actually. Yeah, I mean, I was. You didn't have the shit. words right, dude. Hey, newsflash. Big girls do cry. She, did she say that? She said big girls. She said big girls don't cry, but they do. Oh, they that be cry. I thought they it was like cry. a country girl. No, that was her song. Really? What? Fergalicious, delicious, make them boys go. You, got, you only know you only know one song of hers, and that's what you're what you're sitting on right now. Son, 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 son. You sound you sound very much like James thinking that "Happy" was sung by CeeLo Green. Wow, wow! Because that, I'm happy. That's, that's disrespect. <laughs> first of all, I don't know Fergie's songs. I'm sorry. I saw him in a hotel in Atlanta, and that's the first song that came to mind. <laughs> You're like that's CeeLo. He's he's like I'm happy. Sorry. <laughs> I burst into his private room and he kicked me out. Yeah, we uh, we he's know like, each other. He's this blacked out fucking white guy. The only white guy <laughs> at this fucking bar. <laughs> Get him out of here. I probably should have got beaten up, but oh good. Uh my sit of the week at tight end is gonna be Evan Ingram. What? It could oh, be tough. Could be tough to sit him. Uh, he's had a decent floor all year for a tight end, I guess, uh, but hasn't scored more than 11 fantasy points in any game so far this year. Uh, he's only had double-digit fantasy points twice this year. Seems to be like that ceiling that he kind of developed last year with Trevor Lawrence has has gone away. Uh, we haven't had any big games out of Evan Ingram, uh, and this passing offense has really been a complete disappointment overall. Ingram is, is still started heavily, 71% of leagues on sleeper. That's probably because you drafted him where you did. Uh, he was going pretty decently high, I think, in drafts, if I remember right, maybe like the eighth round uh, for tight ends. So 
you probably don't have any other options, but there have been some guys emerging, uh, like these guys we've been talking about in our starts of the week um, at tight end as of late. So I, I just think there's guys out there that maybe have a little bit better of a ceiling. The Titans have allowed the fourth fewest yards to tight ends of the season. They've allowed the exact same number of yards to tight ends as the Niners have since week six. Uh, Tennessee is also the only team to not uh, – to have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end this season. So it's a t- actually a, kind of a sneaky, tough matchup for the tight end position. And, uh, yeah, I would, I would be looking elsewhere if I could. I'm uh, honestly, I'm sitting all of my, all of my Jags besides, uh, besides Travis Etienne. Shit. All of them. All of them. You know, that's pretty crazy with Ingram because he is getting targeted like crazy. Uh, you're talking about eight targets or seven targets in all but one game this year. He actually has the third most targets uh, on the season for, for tight ends, only behind Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson, but significantly behind when it comes to yardage. So he's just not getting anything down the field. I mean, both those guys ahead of him have 150 to 200 yards more than Ingram does on the season. Which really, uh, points-wise, is not a... It's, it's a good enough difference, but like tight ends, which running backs are weirdly becoming like this, not a huge point differential. Yeah, we're, well, we're talking those guys are 15, 20 points ahead of him. Right, but I mean, when it comes to like the fantasy rankings, he's the tight end 13, where those two guys are 1 and 2 on the season. Oh yeah, no, I know where you're coming from. I'm just pointing out how shitty the the landscape is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'd rather start like a uh, Taysom Hill over him. You know, Jake Ferguson, obviously, like Tyler talked about, Dalton Kincaid, Logan Thomas, uh, maybe even David Njoku. Obviously, Trey McBride. You know, all those guys I would start ahead of. Evan Ingram this week. Which is wild because he's the number 13 tight end on the on the year. But yeah, the Taysom Hill thing you brought up, like, do you feel like that, Tyler? You would start Taysom Hill if you had him. Well, actually, you can't this week. He's, he's on by. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if he wasn't. In general, yeah. I mean, Taysom Hill has shown that he has a way higher ceiling. And from a tight end position who I know he can give you three points like he did last week, but he could also give you 20 plus points like he did the two weeks beforehand. And very few tight ends can say they are they're putting up 20 point games in so far this season. So, yeah, Taysom Hill would definitely be I'd rather have in my lineup than Evan Ingram. Fuck. Why is fantasy is so great, but it sucks so bad. Oh, oh, oh is that what we're talking about? Crack. I think that's that's the crack for Stinky's defense of the week, dude. Uh, Let's go. So. Let's fucking go, dude. I honestly I got it kind of hyped up, but I, I copped out a little bit this week, honest. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I feel like you've said that a lot tonight. <laughs> I, I didn't put this together in like 20 minutes, dude. It's <laughs> dad life, man. Probably shouldn't I, say that. Uh, but um, 
Yeah, we're not hiding anything from the people. This whole uh, production was put together in about 15 <laughs> minutes, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> people know what it is, man. We're doing what we do. Like, we're, we're putting the effort in, and we got what we got here. So, the Steelers versus mm. the Browns. Easy money. Massage Watson, officially on IR. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, no massages could uh, cure the fact that he's going to break his goddamn shoulder or whatever happened. What happened? Sure, he did. Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to need a lot more massages now to heal that thing up, so he's probably pretty happy. He's trying to get yeah. hurt as much as possible. He's dude, working the but, system. But before I dive into my defense of the week, is that not sketchy, dude? The fact that he's barely played this year, and like he has all these like weird minor injuries, and all of a sudden this injury happens, and he's not going to play basically for the rest of the year. Season ending, season ending solar. God damn it. He won't play for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah put him on IR. I mean, now, yeah. granted, this is the same injury he's been dealing with for the last four or five weeks. It's just now after, it sounds like he, they kind of maybe gotten worse because now they're determining it was an, actually a fracture in his shoulder, not just uh, some weird strain or whatever. Or maybe it just took some time for that fracture to show. I don't know what it was, but I'm he was dealing bullshit, with this. dude. Sounds like a lot of bullshit to me. I'm not a doctor, dude. I barely have a fucking GED because I went to school in the Northwest. So <laughs> the, the fracture just now showed up. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it would have been there from the get go. Unless it was like a hair, such a small hairline fracture, you couldn't see it. And after he got landed on multiple times last week and week or last couple weeks that it started to get worse. I see what you're saying, but this is the NFL, bro. Like it's the best medical. Well, Tyler owns. Yeah, I would Tyler said. Tyler's part owner of a uh, massage <laughs> massage company down there in uh, Cleveland, and and we don't so ask no questions. He's trying to. He's kind of trying to keep the press positive here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he had pain, so I rub it. <laughs> I rub it, and he he better. He come oh. back every week. You feel better. He's not better, bitch. <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> actually you not playing. Fucking shoulder. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so is that it or what? You got more uh, for us? Um, oh, I'll just dive into this real quick here. Um, so obviously, Mashaz Washington is out. Not gonna be their quarterback. Uh, DTR, we're calling him now. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Oh, He's starting. Easier. Yeah, definitely way easier. A lot of a lot of white names for a black guy. But um Dorian? Yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson? That sounds like a a book character for like a, a white coming of age story. Wow. So but, now so now book characters can't be black. Um traditionally wow. no. And nowadays, yeah, dude. He'd be black and just like have like five genders and do whatever. So, <laughs> but the last time that DTR started, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Pittsburgh's already a pretty damn good defense. So, oh, it's a lock. It's a lock. We're talking turnovers, sacks, mistakes. It's good money. Steelers all day, defense of the week. All right, uh, that is Stinky's Defense of the Week. Uh, appreciate you all listening. 
we will catch you next week for waiver wires once again. Uh, be aware, this is the last week to make trades in most leagues. So uh, send out your your final offers, or uh, or don't. But uh, this is the last week to do it. So and please send out legitimate offers. Some of these offers that are going around are ridiculous. Like have some fucking wherewithal of who you're asking to get and who you're sending back. No one has wherewithal, dude. No, that's definitely on the down dick for sure. Where where is the wherewithal? And why are we down dicking it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Just a down uh, dick in society. That's fantasy football for you. God damn it. If we down dick another wherewithal in this country. <laughs> <laughs> say hello to the Great Depression, dude. Oh, then we're really going to be putting some coriander in the creek. Oh, I mean, dude, I swear to God, I'm going to clog the creek with coriander. <laughs> <laughs> you and Say the that be- five times fast. You and the beavers out there just building dams with coriander. Or it's like, know. oh, say mission, dude? Like what? Yeah. Are you guys out here for the USA, too? You guys out here supporting the US of A, too? That's right, America, dude. The goddamn American <laughs> beavers out here. If I've ever we seen su- them, we suddenly adopt the beaver as the national emblem <laughs> instead of the eagle. Yeah, I, I always knew these beavers were fucking. I always knew I love beavers. <laughs> <laughs> I love beavers, dude. <laughs> uh, well, that'll do it uh, for us. If you got any more beaver talk, coriander's tea, twisted teas. Dicks down or up that you'd like to talk about, uh, hit us up at the FF Fathers. And and if you're out of wherewithals, we're right there with you. Yeah. So you start know. the revolution, dude. If you're out of wherewithals, dude, fucking. That's our start. last straw. It's, it's our last. It's our last non-plastic straw, dude. We're done. <laughs> 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 that'll do it <laughs> yeah it is it really is um but apparently this is a right-wing podcast all of a sudden <laughs> you know, shit, man. well yeah i mean <laughs> straws are fucked We're i don't know about you I, I don't like poop in my street so but that's up to you guys uh to decide in 2024 so where have you guys been pooping uh, me specifically into toilets, uh, but uh, go downtown. If you I just head about poop. two blocks north. Yeah, yeah. I take a shit there. You're I, one uh, of the wherewithals that we're talking about here. <laughs> wherewithal. Full moon comes out, and you become a wherewithal. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for. Tonight for for Trey prowling the streets as a wherewithal, just down, just down, dicking everyone he can find and pooping. It's cold outside, dude. You see a, a Mexican with the him and a, him and a gang of like fifty beavers just running around sprinkling <laughs> coriander everywhere, just blocking Watch shit. It. It's like shit and coriander. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, well, clean your fucking porch off, dude, because we're a bunch of 
I'm doing patriot shit tonight, dude. Where where's your wherewithal? <laughs> I don't see no wherewithal around here, so uh, shit, man. <laughs> All right, at the FF Fathers on Twitter. Uh if you got any wherewithals you'd like to disclose, uh hit us up there. Um or on Instagram at the FF Fathers. We will see you slash. next week. Forward slash wherewithal. Yeah, check out wherewithal.com. That's our website. Uh <laughs> where th- you can find all of our recordings. <laughs> Bye. Later. Bye. <laughs>